Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. My name is Chelsea. And I'm JC. And today, our episode, we are going to be reading the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for you. We're going to be reading your stories. Hopefully, this will lift your mood and make you, you know, restore your faith in humanity. But before we get into that, we definitely want to touch on and talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. We are recording this on a Tuesday. What day is it? It's Tuesday. Of the following. Yeah. Or the previous week. Tuesday, June 2nd. So while we're talking about this, there are riots and protests and things going on in this country to stand up against police brutality and racism. And I think for most people, it seems like a no-brainer, like racism is bad. Obviously, I think we've all felt like that, but we kind of wanted to talk about our experience and kind of what we've learned, even just in the course of one weekend and how much we have like had our eyes opened basically. And And why it's important to us, like specifically from our mouths, we want you guys to hear because obviously a lot of people are posting about it, you know, feeds are kind of being overtaken by it, but we want to tell you why, like it's so important to us specifically. Yeah. And I think it's really important as white people in this time to understand that we do have privilege. I used to kind of think white privilege was like, I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. Like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I thought we all have the right to vote. I just didn't understand. And, you know, looking back on that, I'm ashamed of that. But I think it's important to evaluate yourself. So I think it's important with our voices as having white privilege to speak out on something. And we want to, we mentioned on our stories that we want to have more people of color on this podcast to talk about their experiences. And we're really looking forward to that. But we wanted to kind of talk about it, you know, again, from our mouths and tell you guys how we think you can help coming from our experience. And I think from what I've researched and seen a lot of is sometimes it's exhausting to ask black people, how can I help? I feel so bad. How can I help? Because they're exhausted. They're tired and they, they, they definitely want you to help, but you don't have to go out of your way to, you know, almost make yourself feel better by saying, oh my gosh, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? There's a lot of resources out there. There's There are so many podcasts, books, movies, documentaries, things that we can do to educate ourselves on our own. And not that it's bad to reach out and ask, you know, it's always good to want to be of service and to help the cause. But I think there's so many resources that we can find on our own. Um, to get educated. And we will have a highlight of that on our um, podcast Instagram if you guys want to check it out. 
And yeah, I want to just quickly touch on the fact that Chelsea and I both grew up in Gilbert, Arizona. If you're not familiar with where that is or, you know, what it's all about, we grew up in a major bubble and a lot of our friends and family are in that same bubble. And I've never, like Chelsea said, I've never really taken the time to understand what it means to have white privilege. Of course, I grew up, you know, with everyone teaching me, everyone's equal, like love everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not like I have ever been called a racist or I've ever had, you know, been like thought that I was or anything like that. But I think when you start to really reflect, you realize that just because of the fact that you did grow up in a bubble, you have certain, you know, privileges. Yeah. Privileges and like racist, even thoughts and patterns unknowingly Mm -hmm. without even trying just because of the way you grew up. And again, it's nothing that my parents taught me. My parents have always taught me to be loving and inclusive, but it's just the, when you don't grow up around black people, you think that that does not apply to your life. You think that racism, like, oh, of course that's bad, but that doesn't really apply to me because I'm not racist. I love all people. I love Mm -hmm. black people. So when you're not around it, when all your friends are white, you can't truly understand what that, I mean, we can never understand what it's like to be oppressed when we're not oppressed, but. Yeah. And I think it's uncomfortable to look inward at yourself and maybe even realize like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, participated in covert racism, which is not overt racism where it's like, you know, flat out, you're like, that's racist. Little ways, like even, I think from a young age, I always thought being racist was seeing color. Like, so I just was always thinking, I don't even see color. Like, I don't see white people. I don't see black people any different. Everyone's the same. So I thought even by, you know, seeking out people of color on our podcast, that was racist because I'm like, well, no, I want, I want people, you know, just as they are. But colorblindness is not necessarily the answer. It's, I saw this amazing quote that, um, let me read it because I just reposted it on my story. It's by Tiana.Kangaroo. And I'm sorry, if Tiana. It says, everyone is so busy running around trying to say they don't see race or that they are colorblind, but none of that is true. We all see colors. We all see the cultural difference between the races, especially in the South. And rather than pretending they are irrelevant, we need to embrace the beauty in our differences. If God wanted us to see everyone the same, he would have made everyone the same way. Obviously he did not do that. Therefore we need to take the gift of diversity that he gave us and celebrate it. Um, I think that's a great way to look at it, that we are different and and there is a reason for that. We're different and it's beautiful and everyone is unique. If everyone was the same, like exactly what she said, if if God made everyone the same, that's probably what, how he wanted us to see each other, the same, but he didn't. Um, so I think even looking at yourself in that way, like what are these small ways that I am, you know, not going out of my way to be racist or to, you know, oppress anybody. Obviously, no one would intentionally do that that has compassion and empathy in their heart, but education is so key. So Mm -hmm. again, like we said, we've posted a lot of stuff on our stories, our individual Instagrams, and on our What We Said podcast Instagram story, giving you different resources to learn from, different people to follow, podcasts to listen to that can really open your eyes. Last night I watched the documentary 13th on Netflix and it was so eye-opening. I was sobbing the whole time because I was just like, how did I never see this or really learn about this in school? Like, yeah. you, again, you learn about racism, but not in depth. Mm-hmm. Like in a couple classes in high school, we learned about, you know, police brutality in my, um, I forget which class it is, but senior year. I had an amazing teacher and that's a, like what he talked about a lot. 
for me, I feel like I always learned that it happened in the past, but never never knew the extent of which it was happening now. Yeah, like we live in such a better world now. Yes, that's what we thought. Yeah, and basically I always heard systemic racism as something, again, that was a part of the past, like slavery or segregation. And I always thought, well, everyone has the right to vote now, but this goes over the 13th Amendment and how, you know, the prison system in and of itself oppresses Black people. And it causes generations of issues that we see, like that most people say, well, you know, Black people should just work harder to get out of, you know, these prisons or these areas. But you need to educate yourself on why this is happening. Again, stop blaming people for things that you don't even know the reason behind it. It's uncomfortable to like talk about that. As a white person, especially, you feel this, you know, guilt or the shame, especially if you don't know about it. But I think it because it's so heavy and it's something that, you know, breaks your heart, the thing that you can do is stand up and speak out. Even if you can change the world one person at a time, it's just about the ripple effect. And I think anybody who can truly tap into their compassion and their empathy and go out of their way to be a voice for the voiceless, no matter who it is, you can make a difference. So that being said, I want you guys to definitely, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by all of this, but it is overwhelming and that's okay. It's okay to look at yourself and maybe think, okay, maybe I did grow up in a bubble. Maybe I do think this way and and maybe I don't even want to face it because it's hard and it's a hard subject to talk about. But That's how change happens. And that's how you're going to feel better when you face your fears and you face things that are uncomfortable head on. So I really encourage you guys to do that and to look into your heart and just like think about what feels right. Okay, guys, taking a quick little break to talk about one of our new favorite sponsors, and that is Book of the Month. Book of the Month is a fun book subscription that offers five new and early release books to choose from each month. Their editorial team chooses the books, vetting them from hundreds each month, and then members choose the book they want and can add up to two additional books if they want. Book of the Month is commitment-free. You can skip any month you want as many times as you want. It's a great way to branch out into new genres or styles. And a lot of members say that they would not have tried something new if it weren't for their featured books. They support up and coming authors, especially debut writers, and they highlight new and diverse backgrounds. So Chelsea and I plan to read The Vanishing Half. That was one of the options to pick from. And it's a book about two identical twin sisters that are like inseparable as children. But then when they grow up, they choose to live two very different lives, one black and one white which I think is very intriguing and interesting. I personally absolutely love reading. That's no secret. I've been reading nonstop during our time at home. I feel like it allows me to not be on technology and looking at my phone, but still be entertained. You know what I mean? So this is such a good way to find out about new books. Like I said, um, I would have never known about this book probably unless I saw it on the list. And the rest of the list was amazing too. And I was like looking up the ratings and the reviews of each book and the reviews were really, really good. So they're going through and picking the best books. So your first month's book is just $9.99 with code what we said. Highly recommend checking it out. I think you guys will love it. It's a pivotal moment in history. It really is. And like, I saw a quote that said, like, what do you, where do you want to stand on this? You know, like this is something that you will probably will be in history and you'll be talking to your kids about. And like, I want to be able to say that I stood up for Mm -hmm. what was right, you know? And I think, again, I just want to emphasize, it's okay to be scared of facing that. Like, facing yourself and how you grew up or 
you know, things that you haven't necessarily even learned about this stuff. It's be grateful for the opportunity. I'm so grateful for this opportunity that like my eyes have been opened and I can make a difference now and I can try and, you know, do the best I can to help this cause. So also, yeah, I think we'll just end it on there for now. We want to definitely- I want to say something else really fast. And that's just that there's always, because I know just because I've been getting so many messages like this and I just want to address it being the most positive I can, there's always going to be a but. Like, you know, well, yeah, this is this is a horrible issue, but what about this issue? And what about the riots that are happening and all this stuff? And like, it, there's always going to be a but for anything. Like, it, you know, if you're if you're raising money for a certain type of cancer research, people, you know, it's like, well, what about these other cancers? And it's like, that's always going to be valid. But I think by really uniting and coming together for one thing at a time, we can create change. Like there's a million problems in this world. And if we're always saying, well, there's that problem, but there's also this problem, then we don't make headway on things. And so that's not to say that there aren't other issues in this world and there aren't other things that, you know, need attention as well. But I think let's focus on this movement right now because that's what's happening. And it's very eye-opening. And I think we all have such an opportunity to learn and educate ourselves without being so defensive, which is something that I, to be honest, I was at the beginning of this thing. People are saying, you know, I felt like, what the heck? Like, I'm, I am definitely people, I would get messages and I'm like, I'm trying to do the best I can. Like, I'm not racist. You know, this is not about me. This is not about us. And it's like, um, Billie Eilish posted, she was very heated, but honestly, I loved her post because she was saying when people say, well, all lives matter. That's what I mean with the, but it's like, there's always a, but, but she's saying right now, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about the people who are hurting. And sure. There are so many other people, you know what I mean? There's always going to be other people hurting in this world, but let's come together for this cause that we know is right. And I wanted to end with one final thing, which is I believe it's a quote by Jane Elliott. She was in a room and she asked a large group of white people something, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but something to the effect of, would you be happy being treated? Like, do you want to be treated like black people are treated right now? Would you like that? Do you want that for yourself? Please stand up if you would love to be treated like black people. Not one person stood up. And she's like, you know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And if you're so like, why are you willing to accept it for others? if you would not want it for yourself or your kids. Yeah. And if, and, and I keep going back to like, if George Floyd was my dad or my brother, like how hard would I be fighting? And if you think this doesn't affect you because you're white or because you're any other race, it does because you're a human being. And we're all, whether we like it or not, we're all on this earth together. I want you to realize that this, again, like JC said, it's more, it's way more than just you. This is about livelihood of people. This is about justice. And I love the quote, like injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it to end on a positive, it has been amazing to see the world come together. Of course, not everyone's involved, but my Instagram feed for the most part is filled with positivity, love, yeah. awareness. And like, I am so proud of it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we said we were going to end this 5,000 times, but um, I also was, as I was pondering when this kind of all 
first started. And when the Black Lives Matter movement started years ago, like I am ashamed to admit, I didn't even really think about it. I wasn't like, you know, looking into it. I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I wasn't like necessarily against it by any means. But when I heard like, well, all lives matter, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that's obviously true. And going back to what JC was saying about like, what's the problem right now is I was thinking about it as if I was a parent and, you know, I had like four or five kids and one of my children came up to me and was like, I'm hurting. Like, I don't feel like I matter. I feel like I'm being treated unfairly. Like I'm really hurting. What would I say to them? Would I say, well, all of my kids matter. All of my kids matter. Like, don't make this about you. No, hopefully not. I feel like in these times you, you know, you have to think like, what would Jesus do? He went after the one sheep. He left his flock for the one. And I think that's really important to remember. So anyways, going from that, I want you guys to just as a last reminder, just have compassion and just have a little bit of empathy and really try and put yourself in other people's shoes and stand up when you, especially to my girls who are listening to this or my guys who are in high school or, you know, in college or anything, if you hear someone saying a racial slur or anything like that, stand up. Do not let that happen. If you see someone that's being treated differently because literally because of the color of their skin, do not let that happen. Stand up for what's right. You will never regret it. You'll never regret it. You know what you will regret? Not standing up, mm-hmm. not saying something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Taking a quick break to talk about one of our absolute favorite sponsors that so many of you guys love too, and that is Daily Harvest. They make it so easy to eat clean food every day. I'm obsessed. If you do not know what Daily Harvest is, basically they deliver clean food right to your door. All their food is built on fruits and vegetables, no preservatives, added sugar, or artificial ingredients. It just takes a few minutes to prepare, and I never question if what I'm eating is healthy thanks to Daily Harvest. This is so nice for a quick meal. I cannot even tell you guys how easy it is to make these meals. Everything just stays in your freezer until you're ready to make it. And then they have like smoothies, soups, harvest bowls, flatbreads, and the instructions are super easy. And like I said before, the ingredients are really, really good. I feel like a lot of brands say like, oh, we have good ingredients. But if you read the backs of these labels, the ingredients are very clean. So they work directly with farms and they freeze organic fruits and vegetables at peak ripeness to lock in the nutrients and the taste. I have a few favorites that I'm going to tell you guys about. The broccoli and cheese bowl. It's vegan. It's plant-based. Chelsea and I both love that one for lunch. I also love their sweet potato bowl. It has like avocado, sweet potato, and some other stuff. Um, And then my favorite smoothie for sure is the mint cacao. It is so, so good. I literally had it this morning. All of their smoothies are really easy to make. You just have like this little cup and you pour whatever kind of milk or water you want into it and then you just put it in your smooth in your uh, blender, I mean. It is literally so easy and delicious. So Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable packaging and are over 50% of the way there already. So Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code what we said to get $25 off your first box. That is promo code what we said for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That is dailyharvest.com. You guys will love it. Go check it out. 
So to go into this episode, after all of that, I, I hope that these stories that we're going to tell you kind of bring a little bit of, restore some faith in humanity and, you know, do encourage you to do something nice for somebody and, you know, take a stand, speak out, do an act of service for somebody. So with, with further, without further ado, <clears throat> hey guys, love y'all so, so much. Here's my story of the nicest thing someone has done for me. I've struggled with chronic illness called Lyme disease. And back in February, I left for a treatment center for a month. My husband couldn't come with me because he still had to work, so my mom came with me. My birthday happened to be right in the middle of my time at the treatment center. My husband surprised me by showing up at the treatment center, and I was shocked. I was not expecting him to be able to come visit at all, but he was able to get off work. But the biggest surprise ever and the nicest thing someone has ever done for me was part of my birthday gift he got me. He got my initials tattooed on his arm in my handwriting. Earlier that month, he had asked me to spell the word clean and see which of us had better handwriting. Honestly, just so smart. Yeah so sly. I didn't think twice about it, but he used what I wrote out for the tattoo because my initials are the first three letters of clean, C-L-E. <gasps> he also got the tattoo in green because that is the color that represents Lyme disease. Sweetest husband ever. That's okay, so cute. that is so cute. And what a genius way to get her initials. <laughs> Hi, love you both so much. Okay, so when I was pretty young, my mom got in a horrible car accident and was flown to a hospital and spent a while in the ICU. It was really scary and just an overall horrible experience. A couple days after it happened, my mom was getting better, and they told us she would be okay eventually. It was relieving, but still horrible to see her in that state. My dad and I left the hospital to pick up food for my whole family who were all staying there for her. We were both teary-eyed on the way there, just from feeling all the emotions you could expect us to feel. We got to the window to pay, and the cashier told us that the person in front of us paid for our meals. It's one of the simplest acts of kindness, yet it genuinely changed my life. I see these small acts of kindness as so incredibly valuable now. You truly have no idea what other people are going through. It seems so simple and pointless at times to do these things, but you never know if it could end up being the only glimmer of hope a person has at that time. I seriously wish I could thank whoever did this and explain to them how meaningful it was. I'm sure they have no idea and I'm still thinking and talking about it all these years later. Aww. I just wanted to share that because I'm like such simple things like that it just means so much. I've had mm -hmm. I've had that too where someone pays for my meal and it's just like you remember it mm -hmm. for a long time. Like it's just so simple but you have no idea what that person's going through and that could mean so so much to them. Yeah, definitely. I remember I was going to say if you remember any of the nicest thing that someone ever has done for you. I was going to say the thing that sticks out in my mind wasn't even necessarily done for me, but it was done for my family and at Christmas time when I think I was in like 6th grade-ish. Once the tears start coming, it's really hard to like put a cap on them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> My dad had lost his job like when the economy crashed. And so he was looking for another job and we were like, so we had no money incoming. And mind you, we had six kids and we had just like moved to a bigger house and it was Christmas time. So again, six kids plus Christmas plus no income. Not a fun time probably for my parents. I was again, like too young to really understand that at, at the time. And I think like a week before Christmas, for a couple of years, like two or three years in a row, someone would leave like a bag of oranges at my house with an envelope that had like a couple hundred dollars in it. <laughs> I can't. Ooh, and, our tears are flowing. <laughs> and at the time, I never, like it never really touched me. Like I thought that was super nice. But I remember my parents just being so overwhelmed and grateful because and first of all, it was anonymous. So it wasn't like from your neighbor. Yeah. From, so my parents still have no idea who it was, but it would happen a couple years in a row. And I just remember that being so nice. Yeah. And like such a probably relief for my mom as she was, I mean, Santa for, <laughs> for Christmas. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, I I think that makes me just want to do that for other people. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because a lot of these, I was thinking, a lot of these are, all these stories are like material things that people have like gotten, you know, like money or things like that. But I think the reason is because there's such like a thoughtful intent behind it. And it's mm-hmm. like a lot of these stories, well, I think I think there's one that I was going to get into where it's like, you just think, oh my gosh, someone thought of me. Like mm-hmm. someone thought to do that for me. It just makes you feel so loved and yeah. special. Like even if it's an anonymous person who, you know, like pays for, they don't even know who's behind them, but they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'd love to pay for your thing behind me or whatever. You just feel like, wow, like you said, you're, your faith in humanity gets restored a little bit and it makes you want to do that for other people. 100%. Okay, here's the next one. Years ago, my boyfriend, now husband, left on his mission. Saying goodbye to my very best friend was seriously the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I was extremely sad and felt hopeless. Okay, I want to touch on this because that is really sad. Mm -hmm. Like me and JC both had missionaries per se. And if you don't, we've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, but a missionary is someone who goes on a two-year mission for our church where they serve. They have very li- well now they have a little bit more contact, but at the time that we were graduating, you only could communicate through letters and emails once a week. So um it's a it pretty was very big deal. sad. Yeah, it's it's very sad because you know you're not gonna see them or really be able to like talk to them for a couple years. And two especially years. if you're dating them, it's like, okay, bye to my boyfriend for two years yeah. without whatever. And also when you're that age, it's like the end of the world. So I understand. We both have felt that. It is really sad. None of my friends really reached out. So I just felt super alone. The night after he left, his cute cousin, she was my same age, and we'd only hung out a couple of times, called me and asked if I wanted to go get a drink with her. We live in Salt Lake City and going to a soda shop is our favorite thing. She picked me up, bought me a drink, and we talked for hours. She seriously made me feel so much better and lifted my spirits a ton. It may seem small, but it made such a huge difference in my mood and attitude. I'm so glad we're family now. Oh, sweet. That's so cute. Hi, ladies. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It's been getting me through my best friends moving away. You guys are so fun to listen to. I die laughing listening to you interact with the guests you're close to, namely Leif, Nick, and Tyson, (laughs) our boys. Yeah. Um, I want to start my story by giving just a little bit of background. I lived with my family for a couple years after high school. It was good, but eventually I decided to move out with some roommates. My parents had been letting me use their car, a 1999 Nissan Altima. Represent. That's the car I drove in high school. It wasn't, I don't think it was in 1999, but probably something close. When I moved out, they actually gave it to me for free. Wow. So nice of them as money can be a bit of a struggle in our family. I started living on my own. And one day when I was driving to work, I came to a light that I needed to turn left at. It's at the top of a steep hill. So it's hard to see oncoming traffic. The light turned yellow. So I started to make my turn. It was hit by oncoming traffic. I won't get too much into detail, but believe me when I say it was traumatic. Both of our cars were totaled. I totaled the car that my parents had just given me for free. I got out of my car by some miracle. I was not hurt. I went to check on the other person. She got out of her car, seemed annoyed for a minute and then saw that I was literally sobbing. She went into full on mom mode, was hugging me and telling me it was going to be okay. Even though I had technically caused the accident. She was telling me, it is okay. It's just things. Things can be replaced, but you can't. It was freezing outside, and she went to her car and gave me a jacket. We started talking while waiting for the police to fill out their reports and realized we had a lot in common despite having at least a 15-year age difference. When all was said and done, we were saying our goodbyes. She let me keep her coat and hugged me one last time. She said, I'm so sad about the circumstances, but I'm so glad I met you. So nice. Oh, my gosh. That's so nice. 
I was worried sick about the expenses of insurance for both of our cars because like I said, I had just been able to afford living on my own. Turns out she dropped the claim on my insurance because she heard me crying to my parents about not being able to afford it. Since then, I've bought my own car and just signed on another year for my lease. That lady was an angel and made it possible for me to keep living on my own. Oh, that's really sweet. And look at the car. It was like destroyed. Oh my gosh. Holy it's a cow. Picture of the car. Yeah. It's that insane. actually happened to me. My parents bought me a car, like right, I think I was a senior in high school and it was kind of just like an old beater car, but they bought me a new car, like a new used car or whatever. Yeah. And then something happened and, and they had to fix some stuff on it. So they spent like a thousand dollars on it. Literally the next day I totaled it. And I felt so horrible. And I remember my parents did not yell at me. They did not get mad at me. And I felt horrible <laughs> because it was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, whatever. And and I feel like that's that's good parenting right there. Yeah, it is. It's like, they, they're already punishing themselves. Like, they already feel bad about it. Yeah. All right, guys, we're taking a quick break to talk to you about Ritual Vitamins, which both Chelsea and I have taken for a long time now. They're one of our absolute favorite sponsors. Um, and this is for our ladies out there. So we're all trying to be as healthy as we can be, right? And everyone wants to do the right thing, keep their bodies healthy. But even if we try it super hard, you're eating your kale salads, you're drinking your green smoothies every day, we're most likely still not getting all the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So this is where Ritual comes in. It is an obsessively researched vitamin for women. Their essentials vitamins have the nutrients that most of us don't get enough of from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms with no shady ingredients or additives. So you take two capsules a day. I take these in the morning. This also helps me to drink water in the morning. They have a minty aftertaste, which is arguably my favorite part about them because I am not a great pill taker and I hate nothing more than when pills are super chalky and like have a gross aftertaste. So these taste like mint. They're super cute, which yes, to me, it matters to have, you know, beautiful vitamins just laying right on my countertop. Mm. So I absolutely love Ritual. I have been taking them for a long time and I genuinely feel like they help me. So And the cool thing about the design, not only are they beautiful, but you can take them on an empty stomach because they have a no nausea capsule design. They're really beautiful vitamins, like JC said. The packaging's minimal, the branding's great, and again, that's just the icing on the cake. You also don't have to go to the store or anything to get them because they are delivered every month right to your front door. So easy. Wait, really? I have to I have to interject one more time and say that because it's all the essential nutrients in one pill, like you take two pills a day, we don't have to take a million vitamins, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is very helpful. It is very helpful. I only take ritual vitamins and then I take some hair gummies, which actually ritual has biotin in it already. But you know, I just like to have a little gummies in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. I like to have candy. (laughs) Um, Better health, as we know, does not happen overnight. And right now ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash what we said to start your ritual today. That is 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash what we said. I really don't want to cry anymore. So I'm trying to, you know, take some deep breaths. Um, I heard a good way to stop crying is to clear your throat. Really? It's like stops tears in its tracks. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind because I'm very emotional. Same. 
Hello, hello, my queens. Here's my nice story. In in grade 12, I was going through a really, really hard time. I had a lot of mental health issues. I was home alone one night and I started having a panic attack randomly and I was scared that I would do something to hurt myself. I texted my one friend, David, for some reason. We were friends, but never super close. He called me and told me he was coming to make sure I was okay and told me to stay on the line until he got there. We sat on my porch and he just let me sob and vent. Then we went to McDonald's and he bought me ice cream. He stayed with me for hours until he had to leave. And before he did, he asked, are you going to be okay? If you need me again, Again, just call me and we'll talk on the phone. I always knew he was a good person, but after that, I knew he was a gem. I'll never forget the act of kindness he showed me, and I still think about it to this day. He didn't have to do all that for me, especially because we weren't that close, but I'm so happy he did. I love the podcast. I hope you're both doing well. That's that so sweet. That is so sweet. And like, oh, some of these stories with like guys in high school that are just gems. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I hope my future sons are nice like that. Um, Okay. This one is not a gem. A few years ago, I got dumped by my longtime cool. boyfriend, who I thought was the one, three days before Christmas with no warning. Neat. Suffice it to say, I was devastated, straight up crushed. So I did what any normal teenage girl does. I posted vague, sort of sad, inspirational quotes on Instagram. To Love let, that, honey. <laughs> to let everyone know I was going through it. A must. Um, I didn't really say much, except that I was so sad that my plans for the future didn't work out how I thought. Um, being very vague, but obviously my close friends knew. Anyway, the day after Christmas, I got a text that says to check my front porch. I opened the door and there was a milkshake and a whole package of muffins. I looked up and saw a girl sitting in her car in my driveway. Her name was Caitlin and we went to high school together. We weren't close by any means. I barely knew her at all, but I walked outside and she gave me this bear hug and told me that she wanted to do something to make sure I knew I was loved. She told me she admired me at school and she wanted to let me know that I was not alone. I cried like a baby, (laughs) like actually sobbed. (laughs) Like us right now? Me sobbing right now. I was emotionally drained and had nothing to offer her in return, but she knew that, and I think that's what makes her gesture so kind. She knew she was not going to get anything in return she selflessly gave so I would feel loved. A girl I barely knew went out of her way to make sure I felt loved and special at a time where I had never felt less loved. I think about it often. Shout out Caitlin, who was more loving to me than the ex I liked for seven years. You go, girl. P.S. I love the podcast you guys make me feel like friends. P.P.S. I would bring you guys a milkshake and muffins any day. Aw, that's Thank so you. cute. I'm lactose intolerant though, so make sure it's dairy-free. <laughs> they they like, bring me a milkshake. I'm like, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, it's things like that again. I feel like I was a nice person in high school, but it just like makes me want to go back and just like hug everyone. Yeah, just be nicer and like hug everyone who is struggling and just like include everyone. It just makes me like my heart just sings when I hear these kinds of stories. I'm like, oh, so sweet. I know. I'll tell you something you did for me, JC. One time I I took a nap at JC's house in high school and I woke up to a note that said, this is for you when you wake up and JC had put a Nature Valley bar next to my head. <laughs> I woke up as, as you were putting it next to me. I remember you're like, it's nothing. And I looked and I was like, oh, that's nice. It's those sweet things like that. Oh, that's funny. Um, two more things for selfishly that I just thought of, because if they're listening, I want them to know this meant a lot to me, is in high school, my older brother, so he, he's two years older than me, my brother Clay, you know, we, we have a complicated relationship in high school where we were like really good friends. We hung out all the time. At swim team, people thought this is, we're, we were those siblings. So like people thought we were dating because we just basically kept to ourselves the whole time and just like joked around with each other and didn't really like, you know, talk to other people as much. Yeah. Um, just because we were like actually really good friends. But we also weren't like talking about the deep stuff all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, And I think one time I was like super sad at night and I don't remember what had happened, but he came into my room and was like, we used to go on drives at night. Like he would help me drive 
when I was, you know, had my permit or just had my license. And he would be like, you want to go for a drive? And I remember one night he came in when I was sad and he's like, you want to go for a drive? And like, we didn't really talk about it, but he just was like, we were just talking about other things and I just felt so much better. And I knew that he knew that I was sad and that's why you're doing it. But even he didn't have to say like, I know you're sad, blah, 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 but it just made me feel better. So thanks, Clay, if you listen to this. That's sweet. And also, I remember, um, I think we can all think of times our spouse has done like super, super nice stuff for us where it's just super thoughtful. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I feel like Nick, I've said this a million times, is just like the most thoughtful person. And sometimes I think thoughtful is in different ways. Like where I'm like, well, you're not thoughtful about this, but then he'll do something where it's just like, in the morning, if I was going on a trip or something, he would have like the car packed and ready for me and without me saying anything or… So nice. If I was… Like he'd bring me water in bed every single night and be like, make sure you drink water. But um, I think we lived in Arizona and I woke up one morning and he'd bought me like AirPods. And I was like, whoa, like, what the heck? Like, And I know it's an expensive gift. So I'm not saying like… And I love that <laughs> it was so much money. But it was just like, first of all… We don't buy each other like these super nice gifts all the time. And we also weren't like raking it in at the time. So he like brought it into me and was like, hey, I just – and wrote me like this long letter. Like, I just want you to know like I care about you so much and I thought about you and I thought that you could really use these on your walk and blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's cute. Wait, I just thought – I have to shout out Liv because I did just think of something that he did. He – he's like, oh, I got you something. He – he's not much of like a gift giver. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really get each other gifts like he said. But he – he's like – this package is for you. Like it came in the mail and I was like, what? And he's like, I got it for you. And I didn't, I'm like, what do you mean? And then I opened it up and it was two sports bras and these like biker shorts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. And they were so so cute. And it was from like this uh, Australian brand that he like found on Instagram. And he's like, I just thought it looked like you would like the colors. It was like, like, that's really sweet. And like dot, it was so cute. And I was like, wow, that was so thoughtful. Yeah. That is so sweet. Because especially because I was at that time getting more into working out and like, he's like, I just thought you'd like them. I'm like, that is literally so Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, Okay. I just want to preface by saying thank you guys for being my favorite podcast. Always relatable and keeping me laughing. And the story episodes are my favorite. Anyways, my story isn't very complicated, but my best friend and I used to give each other flowers out of the blue. Just as something nice to show our… Oh, I was going to… Because this story, I was going to bring you flowers, but I forgot. Sorry. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Just as something nice to show our appreciation for each other. Well, one day in high school, I was having the worst day and truly couldn't stop crying and opened up to her about things I had never told anyone. I ended up leaving school early because I couldn't do it anymore, and she showed up later that night with a bunch of flowers. It wasn't that crazy because we did it all the time, but that day it just hit different because she didn't know what to say but new flowers would say it all oh that's so sweet that is so cute if you've been wanting to show appreciation for someone in your life this is your sign to buy them flowers out of the blue <laughs> sorry that's what i'm gonna buy <laughs> right <laughs> i just draw you a picture of flowers I'm like here you go there really is nothing better than getting flowers from someone unexpected i hope you guys are staying safe and thank you for keeping the content relevant and fun during quarantine it's so true it's it's those little things that just make you feel so good and i was thinking I'm always expecting that, not expecting that, but like kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't, what I'm trying to say is I should do that more for people in my life and also for life, not mm-hmm. flowers necessarily, but just like, you know, oh, I got you this little thing, like, or yeah. I thought of this for you. Yeah. Yeah. That it is. just makes your day. Like if you, Definitely. I'm like, if you were to brought me flowers, <laughs> that would have really made my Literally. day a lot better. Well, I was thinking about it, but I'm going to the store after this, so. <laughs> and then you're leaving. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> But know that I thought of you. Okay. Thank you. Um, Nick always actually, another shout out to Nick. He always brings me flowers like unexpectedly. 
like, you know, on his way home from work or something. Cute. Which is sweet. Hi, ladies. First off, I love you both and the podcast. Yours was the first podcast I ever listened to, and I am hooked. I've had so many good laughs and tears while listening, and as a mom of two boys, I appreciate the girl talk. A little while back, winter 2015, the missionary I was writing, let's call him Jeff, was coming home, and I was super stressed about it. I confided in my guy friend Kyle, who was always a great listener and super helpful when I was feeling down. Jeff came home from his mission and completely ignored me. Cool. Literally did not even cool, Jeff. <laughs> did not even tell me he was home <gasps> until a few days later. And the first time I saw him again was at his homecoming open house. Awesome. He finally asked Jeff. me. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. He finally asked me to hang out, just us two. We went for ice cream and he drove me home. I'll spare you the heinous details and just say it did not go well and we officially broke up. I was left humiliated and hurt. I walked into my house crying and told my parents all about my stupid night. I checked my phone and my friend Kyle texted me and asked how things went. I told him and he replied with, can I bring you a hot chocolate and a hug? I agreed, of course, and he came over with a QT hot chocolate. The best. Oh, I loved those QT. are so good. And the sweetest hug. Five years later and Kyle and I are happily married with two I knew beautiful it. boys. I still think about this story and how the worst night ever turned into the absolute best. Definitely one of the nicest little things anyone has ever done for me. Look how <gasps> freaking cute they are. Oh and my like gosh. Little boys. So cute. I'm obsessed. Um, that is so cute. I knew cute. Kyle was going to slide in. You know he's sliding in. He's like, can I bring in um, <laughs> hot chocolate? He's already had this plan for months, girl. He knew Jeff was going mm-hmm, gonna to do you dirty. Yeah, he knew it. I met my now husband in 2015, and it was love at first sight. But no, the story is not about him, lol. <laughs> While he w- has done some amazing things for me, the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me was an act of kindness by his mom, my now mother-in-law. The weekend we got engaged, I had flown across the country, my first flight from Florida to California, alone to meet him while he was on a work trip. I had no idea that he was really planning a surprise engagement for me. Long story short, we got engaged, overlooked the Golden Gate on a hike in San Fran. So cute. cute. Perfection. When it came time for me to head home, it was super sad because I had to leave him in California for actual work this time and fly back home alone again. We cried and cried at the airport and I knew I would be flying home to an empty apartment recently engaged with no family close by me to celebrate with. That is really sad. Oh, that's sad. A super high to a super low. My flight landed at 2 a.m. back in Florida. I was already so bummed and missing him already when I got off my flight and went to get my baggage. I turned the corner and saw two women with balloons and flowers and thought, oh wow, how sweet would that be to come home to? And after a double and triple take, I realized it was my mother-in-law and my new sister-in-law. They had waited at the airport for hours for my delayed plane to land so they could pick me up and we could celebrate our engagement. That's so sweet. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I want to cry. so sweet. Even though my husband wasn't there, my new family was already welcoming me with open arms. They had balloons and flowers and took me to a hotel so we could have champagne and breakfast in bed. Oh my gosh. Wow. You married into yeah, wow. a great family. The following morning to celebrate. It was the sweetest surprise I've ever gotten and made me feel even more excited about my engagement and my new family. I'm so lucky to have them and love them so much. Here's something <gasps> that's a nice oh. thing you can do for people. Be excited with them. Yes. If they're excited about something and you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Or maybe like you're jealous or There's like, no worse feeling. Yeah. It's like just be ex- – the more, if you're like super excited for someone, you're like, I'm just so happy for you. That's going to make their day. Like that's going to make them feel so good. Yes. Whether that's like they graduated college, they got yeah. a new job, they're engaged. Like just be excited for people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi ladies. First, I want to say that I wait not so patiently every week to hear your podcast. I love it so much, especially the ones with Thai French and the listener stories. So funny. I die laughing out loud every time. Okay. So the nicest thing someone has done for me was actually my boyfriend. So I'll try and keep it short, but basically we go to this restaurant some times and I'd mentioned that I really liked the art that was hung up in there. No big deal. We talked about it once very casually. After we'd been dating for a few months, we went on a weekend trip to a small hippie island. 
I don't know what that means, um, but I kind of like fun. it. We had the most amazing <laughs> time. <laughs> we had the most amazing time, but on the very last night, we saw the most insane sunset while literal whales swam and splashed 20 feet in front of us in the ocean. It was incredible to say the least. Neither of us had our phones, so we just took in the sunset together with our eyeballs only. The most perfect one either of us had ever seen. That night was also the, the night we fell in love and the first time we said, I love you. It was truly magical. We decided that little spot on the island was our spot and it would always be special to us. We wish we had taken a photo to remember it, but we were happy to have the memory just with us in our heads. Anyway, flash forward a few months later, it's my birthday and my boyfriend had been planning something secret for a while. Turns out he had contacted and commissioned the artist, the same one from that restaurant I had mentioned before, to paint the sunset on this little <gasps> island that we were on. He described it to her from his memory and sent some photos of our spot he found on Google. He gave it to me and of course, I bawled my eyes out with pure happiness when he gave it to me. It was truly the most thoughtful gift and thing ever. I attached a photo to this email. It was a perfect depiction of what it looked like in a style that I love. Such a thoughtful gesture. It's still my most favorite gift and nicest, most thoughtful thing ever. Maybe we'll get engaged there one day. I'll keep you updated. Love Aww. you, ladies. And this <gasps> is like this wow, cute Wow, I love that. That's beautiful. The colors are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's How so sweet, sweet is that? I love so a thoughtful man. You know what? That is really... Um, have a listening ear every once in a while when you're with people you love because they will mention things that they like. Like even just like, oh, I love that. That's a great gift idea. Just keep your ears out. You know, like I have mentioned something. the new Mad Happy sweatshirt a few times. I'm, I'm like, just, and I'm poor. <laughs> I'm like, in this economy? <laughs> no, but I, I feel like that also always makes people like tear up and, and feel just like, you remembered that I said that? Yes, it's so sweet. I remember my my older brother, Lad, when he was in high school or something. And also just high school boys. Again, when they do something nice, it's just like world shattering. <laughs> and for Christmas, I guess him and my mom had been at like Burling Coat Factory or something. And my mom was like, oh, those shoes are cute. And then Lad went back and like bought those for her for Christmas. Okay, that's and so cute. And she was like bawling. Like, oh, are you kidding me? That's literally so sweet. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Chelsea and JC. First of all, I'm obsessed with both of you, the podcast, your TikToks, and I just started Bounce Boss course today. Yay. Yay. Love that. Thank you for spreading joy, positivity, and your true hilariousness each day. Aww. I love to share this story with anyone who will listen, so here goes. I'm a high school teacher, and during my first year teaching, one of my dogs suddenly passed away. Aww. I missed that day of school, and, and when I returned the following day, I shared the story with my class of sophomores. During the following month, my students were working on their final project— what we call the kindness project, where they break up into groups and do something kind for someone or a group of people on campus or in their community. Love that. Wow. Yeah, love that. On the day the project was due, one group told me they were bringing my kindness project during seventh period that day and asked me not to leave when the bell rang. At the close of seventh period, one of the girls from the group came into my classroom, told me to close my eyes and walked me outside. When they told me I could open my eyes, they handed me the tiniest, most adorable eight-week-old husky puppy and said that it was their kindness project. It's been two years and I still don't think I've fully wrapped my brain around the fact that this group of sophomores Dogs just really get me. Knew my heart needed this pup. Oh my gosh. She's my actual child and best friend. Wow. <laughs> it's truly the greatest gift, act of kindness I've ever received. Okay, and she attached a video. Oh, don't make me cry. Oh, so sweet. That I'll post is, that to our story if it's okay with her. That I'm just screaming in the background. That is so sweet. My goodness. Okay. Hi, ladies. Just wanted to say that I'm so grateful I stumbled upon this podcast. It truly feels as if I'm talking to two friends while driving. You have given me so many useful life tips and never failed to brighten my day. How sweet. Thank that you so sweet. much. Okay, so when I had first started working, I did not yet have a bank account. I was so surprised I had even got the job and I was not prepared. So my first few paychecks, I would take them to the back. To the bank? No, back, I think. 
Oh, maybe bank. Okay. So for the first few paychecks, I would take them to the bank and cash to them. The back. To the back. Just and so it's just to the back alley. Um, to the bank and cash them rather than direct deposit or having put them in my account. My first paycheck was not too big, but my second one was about $1,200. And as an 18-year-old with my first job, I was stoked. So I took it to the bank and walked out with $1,200 in cash. Me being my irresponsible self, I went straight to the mall to blow my non-existent bank account. After a few stores of not buying anything, I went to reach my purse and saw that the envelope with all my money was missing. (gasps) I was in complete panic mode. I retraced all my steps and even asked every worker... I had seen if they saw an envelope anywhere in their stores. Of course, no luck. I was devastated. This was about 70 hours of work all down the drain. Four days later, I received a letter in the mail. It caught me off guard because no one I know still sends letters. It read, Hi, Lauren. I found something you might be looking for in the parking lot of blank mall. My address is blank. Stop by anytime. Side note, my ID was also in the envelope since I needed it to cash my check. I was a little hesitant to go, but made sure to tell my mom the address in case I went missing. I got to the house and the cutest old lady opens the door. She (gasps) handed me the envelope and all the cash was there. I was so grateful and even asked to take her out to lunch. She was the sweetest old lady. We still keep in contact today and have gone to lunch a few more times since then. This is the nicest thing anyone has ever done. Anyone could have easily just taken that money. I am so lucky the right person had stumbled upon it. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute. That reminds me of the accidental text that 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 guy sent. Um, remember that thing that went viral a few years ago? The older lady sent a text that said something about Thanksgiving, like, oh, bring this or whatever. And she sent it to this like kid who was like 18 or something. And he was like, well, I actually don't have anyone to spend Thanksgiving with. Like you sent this to the wrong number or whatever. Um, but then oh, yeah. they've spent like all Thanksgiving since yeah. together. Like, oh my gosh, I remember that. It's so sweet. So cute. Actually, the other day, Nick dropped his wallet outside of a gas station and a homeless person brought it in and gave it to Wow. The cash register. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay. This is my last one. Chelsea and JC, thank you for always creating the warmest space. I'll never ever… You think it's warm here? You got to be in here. It's very warm. Yeah. I'll never, we are in a hot space right like, now. You don't understand how literal that is. <laughs> I'll never ever forget this experience. I was 19 at the time and was making the three-hour drive back to college in the middle of one of the worst winter storms I've ever seen. That's terrifying. Yeah, that And is I live terrifying. in Indiana, so I've seen a lot. About midway through the drive, I slid off the road into a ditch. There were absolutely zero cars around. I had no way of getting out on my own, and I had absolutely no phone service. Talk about a nightmare. That is horrifying. That's horrifying. To add to it, I saw this truck full of six burly-looking middle-aged men start to pull up behind me and get out. Freaking out, alone, and not knowing whether to trust them, I just rolled my window down and said I was fine. They wouldn't leave and kept calling me sweetie and honey, and I was getting the creepiest vibes. Oh my gosh, no. In enters my angel. Up pulls a car and the sweetest looking older man gets out, which made the other group of men get in their truck and leave. So he gently comes up to my window asking if there's anything he can do. And for whatever reason, I ended up trusting him enough to get in his vehicle where he drives me in the opposite direction from where he was going. She put the crying emoji. About two miles to the nearest cafe. We didn't talk much on the drive, but the silence felt weirdly calming. And before I got out of his car, I reached in my bag to get some money out to pay him. And before I could, he is handing me $10 and goes, here, warm him up and grab a coffee inside. At this point, I'm basically crying. And as I'm getting out, he calls to me again and and this time hands me a knit hat and says, oh, and here's a hat that my wife knit. She must have made it just for you. It was way too big, but I still wore it and I still have it today. After he dropped me off, I was able to use the phone at the cafe to call my parents to come get me, sit and sip on the coffee and stare outside at the snowfall, just being in awe of the kindness of humanity. That act will stick with me forever. Bless him. Bless him. There are good men in this world. There are. And sometimes it's like, I've listened to too much true crime where I'm like, don't get in that vehicle, sis. But sometimes you just have a good 
you know, your, your gut, gut is always right. Yeah. So just listen to that gut. Um, sorry, I just keep sharing nice things people have done for me. But I just want people to know if they're listening. My dad is like the nicest, the epitome of just doing like small acts of service for you. And he, um, I have a text that I got from him a couple years ago and it just says, hi, I untangled all of your necklaces and they're on your desk. Like, have a great day. I love you. <gasps> and literally all of my necklaces that I had always just thrown in a box and were so tangled, he had like undone all of them and just like laid them on the desk for Wait, no reason. Why is that the cutest thing I've I actually ever heard? So wow. sweet. Okay, so this was actually a nice thing that happened to my sister, but it's too good not to share. Trust me, this will have you in tears. So my younger Great. sister— need more <laughs> tears. So my younger sister has a skin disorder called epidermolysis bullosa, EB for short. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Basically, what EB is is a skin disorder where someone lacks the quote-unquote glue that holds your dermis and epidermis together causing your skin to blister and even go raw. One of the things that is really helpful for kids with EB is salt water. So my parents have always dreamed of hopefully one day getting a salt water pool for her and our family, which will one, help my sister with her skin. Two, is a great type of exercise for her. And three, something we can all do as a family. Oh, I love that. But due to our finances, there was no way we could afford to get a pool. Well, a few years ago, my sister had this best friend who lived in our neighborhood and would come over to play with her all the time. My sister would always say to her how she wished she had a pool. My sister's friend then had an idea and shared it to her family and ours that she would hand make bracelets and raise money for a pool. We all thought this was so cute and nice of her, but of course we never thought she would actually be able to raise money to buy us a pool. Well, we were wrong. This girl raised all the money to not only get my sister a pool, but redo our entire backyard. She created a Facebook page and it blew up and people wanted to help and sponsor her. So yes, this eight-year-old girl raised enough money to get a pool for my little sister. It was crazy and we were so unbelievably grateful and speechless. It actually made ABC News. You can search ABC News, Girl Raises Money for Pool, and read all about it. Needless to say, this was way beyond nice, and a few years later, my sister and her friend enjoy the pool every summer with our family. Sorry for the long story, but it's too good not to share. That is so sweet and unbelievable. There's nothing more I love than when, like, kids have these ideas. And, like, I saw during, um, well, COVID still exists, but when the virus was um, first starting— And, you know, we were needing to wear masks and that was like first put into place. My mother-in-law sent me this little article of this young girl who was like, I believe knitting or sewing masks. And like, I think she was like giving them away to people Mm -hmm. and she was like all over the news. And um, anyway, Uh I'm just like, there's nothing more pure to me in this world than like a child who like just like wants to actually do good for the world. And and just help. Yeah. I'm like, Wow. I love that. Parents raised you right. Seriously. Well, I hope those stories brightened your day. I know they brightened mine. And now I want to just go and do random acts of kindness for everyone around me, especially in this world right now. We need all the kindness and positivity we can get. Thank you guys so much for your support during this time. We love you so much. If you think that this episode could help brighten someone else's day, feel free to share it on your story or wherever else. But thank you guys so, so much for everything. We love you so much. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Goodbye.